Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Welcome to this week's Man of the Post Extra Time. I'm your host, Chris. Uh, with me this week, uh, who have I got staring at me like the podcast chicks as I hold the podcast worm? I've got Adam. I wondered where you're going when you, <laughs> when you referred to me as a chick then for a second. <laughs> uh, and I've got Emma. Hello. How are we? I am a chick. A chick. Dixie chick. You're a Catalan chick. Just don't say that to her in her kitchen. No. <laughs> I will come at you. <laughs> yeah, what a way to go, though. <laughs> I mean, it was also it was newsworthy. It was almost worth being that extra at the start of Basic Instinct, just to know you're getting sort of hammered to death by Sharon Stone, isn't it? <laughs> what a way to go there. Um, I don't think she really killed people, you know. I think she was acting. Ah, you should go go and listen to Bill Hicks's take on using terminally ill people as stunt doubles. Oh Jesus. <laughs> It's very good. Uh, right, okay, so we're going to talk about... Uh, there's a fair bit of news to get through this week. Oh, thank God, club football is back at the weekend. And we're going to... I suppose we'll start with some tiny bits of international. So, uh, yesterday... So we're recording Thursday. Yesterday, England 4, Iceland 0. Uh, Declan Rice scored. Uh, Mason Mount scored. And Phil Foden with two goals. Um, Phil Foden compared with Gaza, I think. Uh, so we look forward to Phil Foden sort of... his decline from here on in. Why Gaza? I don't know, because he's exciting, I think. This is Phil Ferdinand's first trip back since he was banished for COVID issues, isn't why it? Does no one, why does no one ever get referred to as Bobby Charlton? I don't know. It maybe that's boring. so long ago. Well, maybe that's like so long ago. He's played in midfield and scored 49 goals. Yeah. I mean, people still refer to themselves as the new Jesus, don't they? You know, your average... David Koresh, whenever they come and along. And he's even older than Bobby Charlton. Wait, I, ha- I have it on authority. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. But then, you know, no new cricketer comes through and is referred to as the new WG Grace, do they? No, but they, you do get the the new Bradman quite a lot. Yeah. That's Not quite as old, true. I suppose. No. Um, Are we saying there's a sweet spot? Maybe different sports with different ones, but there's a sweet spot. You can be too old or too young. So right in the middle. So are we talking? Yeah. So would Glenn Hoddle or Chris Waddle in the eighties be sort of? I think you could be, be the new Chris. I think you're, there, are, there are players who could be called the new Glenn Hoddle. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I so, don't think you want to be, but I mean, not Glenn Hoddle, the manager or the person. No. The, yeah. <laughs> um, did you see highlights of this, or you said you saw one minute in total, didn't you? I saw one minute in total. Yeah, around about half time. Check the ha- score. How was that minute for you? Was it good? Bad? It involved changing channels in between it, so it, it couldn't have it couldn't have grabbed me too much. So what happened but in that it was, minute? It, some very exciting interplay between backlines, I imagined. Yeah. Um, it was a, it was a, the game was a dead rubber though, wasn't it? So. Yeah, I mean, 
somebody in Iceland got quite upset about it because they got a, a red card, so they were feeling quite competitive. Um, I didn't watch it either. <laughs> <laughs> so I can't tell you. Uh, okay, what else we've got? Scotland still on their... Um, still got their hangover, I think, from getting to the Euros. They lost 1-0 to Israel. There's nothing more predictable than Scotland winning their first game than losing <laughs> their last two games. Especially if he's uncelebrating afterwards. Yeah. Uh, Should have put money on that. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, Northern Ireland drew 1-1 Romania uh, Republic of Ireland drew 0-0 Bulgaria uh, and Wales beat Finland 3-1 Emma uh, do you care about Spain 6 Germany 0 you know I don't you should do why we all should do okay why well, well, no, nothing good happens from teams thrashing Germany <laughs> in, in meaningless friendlies or not even meaningless friendlies it was about you beat Germany by multiple goals and they go off and sort of hatch a plan for world domination in about eight years' time. Why did find surprising that uh, Yogi Love's been in that job for 14 years? Yeah, some would say that's six years too long. <laughs> it's crazy. Yeah. Can't... Whereas in, in Spain, they just hire, they fire managers two days before World Cups. <laughs> yeah. Uh, oh, his goals from Morata, three from Ferran Torres, one from Rodri, um, one from somebody who I read initially as Jose Maria Alathabal, but it was. Who is it, Emma? It's not getting any better. You know, you read it the first time, but then what was it, Chris? Come on. Ayazabal? Ayazabal? I bought it once on Football Manager and he was rubbish, so what's his name? Was a football manager and he was Robert. I take it it's not Jose Maria Lathaba. Uh I don't know who scored, so I can't really. <laughs> Your pronunciation <laughs> is so bad. <laughs> Emma doesn't even know who you're talking about. Okay, O Y A R Z A B A L. I think he plays for Real Sausage, oh, doesn't he? Who? Oh, yeah, exactly. Yes, that's how I said it. You can see why I thought it was Alazabel, can't you? Alazabel. Well, yeah. But his name is Mikel, and he plays for Real Sociedad. Exactly. He's not the golfer. <laughs> he's not a golfer in his mid fifties. <laughs> yeah. Um, no, so, what's the reaction been in Spain to this then? Ferran Torres is quite good. Yeah. And that's the only takeaway anyone's taken. This, is it? <laughs> yeah, I don't. I don't care Man about football, so I don't read about it. Okay. I don't. I don't watch it. Well, so. seeing as you're in continental Europe, what's the um, reaction in Germany been? I imagine that they're outraged. Well, we've already discussed what's going on. <laughs> okay. They current. They currently have. Um, well, they need a new generation now, so they've probably got all the retired. They've got Philip Lahm, Franz Beckenbauer's probably there because he brings <clears> all the money with his dodgy sources. Michael Ballack. They're all currently in a bunker. <laughs> Why has it got to be a bunker? <laughs> <laughs> the Germans really put a bad bad vibe on the bunker didn't they but currently I suppose they've, they've got a lot of knocking around in Germany I suppose haven't they? <laughs> I think the, the biggest thing from international football this week is that Sergio Ramos missed a penalty two didn't he he missed two penalties against Switzerland which is the first he's missed for like 25 consecutive penalties or something was, and one was of them one was of them really a... a really really embarrassing penanka uh, yes thankfully he's finally got his just desserts <laughs> yeah. annoyingly <clears throat> In a meaningless game against Switzerland, and now he's and now he he got injured as well, so he's gonna miss Real Madrid's next four games, I think. Didn't he also become like the 
some sort of like record he broke some sort of cap record, right? Yeah, he did. Is he beating Casillas then? Is he for caps? Yeah, I think so. Well, it might be an outfield sh- one. Could have been. He did break some sort of record anyway. It might even be limited to Europeans as well. They can make these records as specific as they want to eventually make you break them. <laughs> it's the Sergio Ramos <clears throat> is the best award, and he yeah. won that. <laughs> um, Miss Ursel tweeting that Germany were missing uh, Jerome Boateng. A dynamic playmaker. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, sorry, I, I withdraw the word dynamic. He seems to be having a lot of fun on Twitter, doesn't he? Now he's not actually playing football. I think he's got a new job, and I think he could do quite a good. good <laughs> he could do quite well at it. <laughs> he should just sort of be like a a Twitch streamer, just doing his <laughs> doing his Fortnite, and then just making shady comments about football every game. You think he's an influencer? I, I would. I would tune into his Instagram stories at sort of like as a new sort of six oh six, just to hear him <laughs> saying shady things about Arsenal every Saturday <laughs> afternoon. <laughs> What was interesting, though, was that Meza Ozil was in the Arsenal first team photo that they put out this week. That was a probably mistake. And he's not actually in the first team. Because <laughs> that's going to be some weird contractual thing. <laughs> he's got to be in the photos, lads. It says it in his contract. <laughs> Just let him feel like he's involved. <laughs> um, okay, so that's internationals done. Unless anyone wants to mention anything more about international football. Should be banned. Should be banned. <laughs> straight up bad that's only because you've not got a proper team to follow well and actually you should want it banned too isn't Salah um, now riddled with Covid I think that's quite self-inflicted though I think sort of but still he gave him the opportunity to go and do it by letting him leave international (laughs) football (laughs) and Andy Robertson got injured and Hendo as well Exactly, you've got a whole team missing because of international football. And Joe Gomez. It more. Uh, yes, it's been quite frustrating. I probably don't hate there it as much go. as Jurgen Klopp does. <laughs> <laughs> He's probably not a, a very happy man. Uh, okay, well, let's speak about international football quickly. When you said about Emma not having a team to follow, do you? How do you like? How does sport and AS cover it? Does it get? No, um, not AS. Sorry, what's the marker? Other, um, Mondo Deportivo. Mondo Mark is the Madrid paper. Okay. Yes, it is. Sorry, so for the thickos like me then, so they're two Catalan newspapers, are they, Emma? Yes. Yeah. Does it do um, sport and Mondo Deportivo cover it? They do. Do they? But do they give it like a bit short shift? They do, yeah. I mean, I think that the thing that was on the front page was probably Messi being annoyed at Griezmann or whatever the controversy is there. Rather than, you know, ooh, Spain, aren't they great? (laughs) They covered it more when they were... Winning uh, World Cups. Yeah, and obviously... (laughs) European championships. (laughs) And when they were being won by Barcelona players. Yeah. That that was kind of important for us, but... Otherwise, we don't care. No no undress, no party. Exactly. Picky lot these Catalans, aren't they? We are. Um, right, okay, so let's go, on to, let's go on to news then. So, uh, Pep Guardiola has signed a two-year contract extension until the summer of 2023. Uh, an incomplete coincidence... A, a non-picky Catalan. A non-picky Catalan, no. That's not true, he is. And in possibly related next sign news, Lionel Messi has come out and said this week, quote, unquote, I'm tired of always being the problem for everything at this club, meaning Barcelona. So 
he arrived back in Barcelona, uh, having played for Argentina, and the taxman was waiting for him at the airport. That's I nice. fear you're missing a lot of context for that. It's nothing to do with Manchester City. Uh, it's also to do with Antoine Griezmann's former agent, who has said that yeah. uh, Messi rules with a quote unquote reign of terror at the club. Right. I just need to come on. It's one like Emma. We're we're all against Anton Griezmann here, but we can't slag him <laughs> off what his former agent has done. <laughs> that doesn't seem fair. Is he still friends? I, I don't think he's. He, I don't think he's got any case to answer in this. It's not his fault because you know he can't control what his old agent said about him. Yeah. Um, are they still close friends? I have no idea. I. I don't know. Um, but yeah, Messi had just been on a 15-hour flight <laughs> and had all the press in his face and had spent four hours with the tax people or whatever. I would be kind of angry if people were coming up to me and shoving cameras in my face in the middle of a pandemic. Why was a multimillionaire just coming out of the normal entrance? <laughs> He's a man's a celebrity. Why was he coming out of... I, I felt like you anyone could have bumped his own into door. <laughs> the Lionel Messi door. Exactly. What is Bas- If this city not learn anything, why does it take 15 hours to fly from to Buenos Aires? That feels like too far. Do you think he didn't do it directly? It is. Huh? Do you think he, if didn't, he didn't do it directly? <clears throat> why? He's a, again, he's a man <laughs> <of> millionaire. <laughs> well, do you believe it was a private flight? Well, you and know. He, he flew, f- you know, with the rest of us. He had to fly. He had to fly first class, like a, like a jump. <laughs> like a commoner. <laughs> you know how um, Paul Gascoigne got his friend Jimmy Fivebellies to visit him in Italy, don't you? You heard that story. Um, Jimmy Fivebellies, resident of Newcastle, where Gaza comes from, went to go and visit Gaza's friend. Oh, went to go visit. Sorry, Gaza, his friend, out in uh, Rome. While Gaza was playing for Lazio, Gaza says, "Don't worry, I'll sort the tickets out for you. Uh, I've got a friend who can sort the tickets out." Uh, and there's a prank. Uh, Gaza organised the tickets out for Jimmy Fivebellies in such a way that he went from Newcastle to Rome via every single continent uh, and it took him a week to fly to Rome <laughs> Is the man the man's an idiot <laughs> Gaza or Fivebellies Fivebellies Yes <laughs> well, I suppose once you've started the journey you don't know do you No 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 no, no. that's completely not true when have you ever Chris got on a plane and not known where it was going. No, you know where yeah. it's going, of course. So if someone says to you, okay, Newcastle. If you get on the first flight and it says that you, you're having to go to Cape Town. Yeah, to Kuala Lumpur. Yeah, it might be a mistake. I Maybe mean, you could do it subtly. You could sort of fly into North Africa and say, well, there's no direct flights from Newcastle to Rome, so we're having to go via Tripoli or something like that. And then when you get to Tripoli, all of a sudden you've got to go to Sydney. And then you think, mm, now what do I do? Um, yeah. No, I thought the only way that this is possible is if he, the man had been like kidnapped and looked like and was being transported from CAA black site to CAA black site. <laughs> I mean, Jimmy Fivebellies never went to Harvard or Oxford or Cambridge. I mean, you know, I'm guessing he's not the sharpest tool in the shed. Maybe he didn't realise how far he was having to go. Maybe he didn't realise till three days in and he thought, oh, surely I should be there by now. And he's in sort of Vladivostok or something. Uh, so Messi's not very happy. Uh, Pep has signed a contract for two years until the summer of 2023. Um, can you see a tug of war going on next summer with Xavi probably coming to Barcelona, Emma, and then Messi getting sort of 
so old he might sort of decide to go somewhere else. <laughs> so old he might just so old. Uh, yeah, so old or so fed up. <laughs> it's within the realms of possibility because he's unhappy. But yep. I doubt it because <sighs> we need to get a lot of money off the wage bill. So um, we would be tempted because there's a salary cap and we are 43% over it. <laughs> it's almost like it would have done. It would have been in everyone's interest if he wasn't there now. <laughs> I think everybody would probably feel better. Yeah. Um, so it's within the realms of possibility, but um, if the presidential election gives us Javi and everything, he probably will be a lot happier than he is now. Um. It's a bit unfair having the tax ban jump on you at the airport, isn't it? That's a bit um, bit mean. Well, he's got a form for not paying his taxes. Yeah, but it's not like he's going to go underground and no one's going to see him for the next six months. <laughs> was, it, was the was the boot of his car full of fruits and vegetables? Oh, plane full of fruits and vegetables. Hot <laughs> <laughs> plane's full of them. <laughs> yeah, seems a bit mean. They could have waited till like let him had a sort of a sleep or something, couldn't they? I mean, I, I imagine he was asleep on the plane. <sighs> it's true. I, I haven't travelled on a plane very often, so is what do people normally do on planes? Do they sleep or do they stare out the window in awe at uh, the majesty of the world beneath them? Are you asking for the two of us here? Yes. Um, what do you watch telly? Neither. Neither? Well, yeah. it, it depends how long the flight is. That's true. If I'm going to Australia, then I'm drinking cocktails and watching Netflix. Mm-hmm. If it's a regular flight, I'm just watching Netflix. <laughs> <laughs> it basically depends whether they serve alcohol for free or not. Exactly. Are they charging me for the alcohol? Fair enough. Okay. Uh, right. Okay. We'll move on to Ryan Reynolds and someone help me with the surname here. Rob McHelany. Nailed it. Mm-hmm. Is that how he'd say it? I've even Probably written it down not, for. I, but I, Mc, you're not him, so Mc, it's fine. McEl Henny. Anyway. McEl Yeah, plays for Arsenal. Um, they completed <laughs> their takeover of Wrexham. Uh, 98.6% of the um, fan owned club, uh, of the fans um, eligible to vote in their fan base because Wrexham's a fan owned club, voted in favour. Um, Ryan Reynolds says, We want Wrexham to be a global force. Um, Seems particularly strange because apparently neither of them got Welsh heritage or heritage in this part of the yeah, world. You know, uh, you know what they're doing it for, right? Netflix. Yeah, but you got it in one. They're I, trying to ship a documentary about it to Netflix or Amazon. I listened to a football podcast earlier on today that said the amount of money you get for a Netflix episode won't make much of a dent on the, these people's already bulging bank account. So it's not no, why they have to do it. No, but it will make a lot of money for the club. Okay. But why would they care about that? The random team in Wales. But as a fan of It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia, I am looking forward to the next season when the gang buys a South uh, North Wales football club. <laughs> Can you imagine them? It's going to be good TV. Yeah. Adam, what you make of this? Yeah. Non-league football. Yeah. And in Wales. <laughs> <laughs> You could you you could have worked you could have put that Venn diagram together and worked out my response. <laughs> Fair enough. Uh, Wayne Rooney the circles, then the circles are here. My opinions around that somewhere. Wayne Rooney then said he'd like to be the next Derby manager. He's in temporary charge along with uh, Liam Rossini. Um 
after the sacking of Philip Cocky at the weekend. Barcelona legend Philip Cocky, he played for you, didn't he? Legend is a bit strong, but you played for us all right. Yeah, okay. Uh, he says, I'm ambitious and I want to go into management, uh, although he's yet to take his coaching badges. Um, can we see him being a decent manager? You play for you, Adam, what do you reckon? No, but... No, you can't. No. Why not? I don't know. He strikes me as that... Um, he strikes me a little bit like we talked about um, about Glenn Hoddle earlier, right? About he strikes me as the kind of the kind of guy who could join in in training and still be incre- still be quite good, but can't explain to you why he like has no concept of why you can't bring the ball out of the air from fifty yards and, and yeah. just sh- put an overhead kick in the top corner. Just I mean, do that, like I did. Here's this, here's this here's this video of me being great. <laughs> I Wayne Rooney's 50-odd goals for England. Just do this, guys. I guess he's been used to it with DC United and Derby County for the last couple of years or so. But yeah, that was Hoddle's big failing, wasn't it? He alienated people like Beckham and stuff for not being able to do what he did. Um, so you think he was suffer from the same thing? But it doesn't. It doesn't. He, didn't, he doesn't strike me as one of the game's big thinkers. No, <laughs> <laughs> this is true. <laughs> uh, Emma, does he strike you as one of the game's big thinkers? Absolutely not. Um, <laughs> I'm really looking go, forward to. I'm really looking forward to the, when the video goes out of him getting in a pretend boxing match with, some, <laughs> with, 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 with his captain and his captain knocking him out. Javier <laughs> Mascarano retired this week. Yes. Now he will be a great coach. Uh, why? Okay. Because many is the excellent player who's gone to be a terrible manager. He's very. Th- thoughtful in how he talks about the game and how he played mm-hmm. and I can see that transitioning well into being a coach okay I mean I'm, I'm drawing two lines between Argentinians but he does strike me as like someone who could scare me as much as Diego Simeone mm-hmm. he's got that going for him as well <laughs> he's only about 5 for 8 isn't he but still he's Argentinian <laughs> he looks like an example as well yeah, I don't think I mean, he's. He transferred. Look how he transferred himself from midfielder to playing as a centre back. That was all Pep, wasn't it? I mean, he had to do it. Yeah. <laughs> <Pep didn't laughs> point him in the right direction. No, I know. No, it's very sad. Obviously, I've got a huge affinity with him being a ex Liverpool player as well. Yeah. Once they're in, they're sort of you know they're there. <laughs> they, Are they? Yeah. Unless they're El Hadjif or Luis Suarez. It's you and you, Paul Koncheski. Paul Koncheski's there, yeah, <laughs> I think. <laughs> um, and of course, the Wagatha Christie case opened today, didn't it? Speaking of Wayne Rooney, have we seen this? I, I saw that's as much of it as I saw. Are you aware of this, Emma? Uh, I didn't know they were going to court. Yeah, so this is uh, Rebecca Vardy's... Um, libel action against Colleen Rooney uh, for she okay so she's suing Colleen yes no. oh. for what uh, be... defamation of character I guess I guess it is yes uh, because um... but she Sherlock hung the shit out of that she, she just <laughs> well in another sort of twist of incredible thinking by Colleen she never said it's Rebecca Vardy she said it's Rebecca Vardy's account didn't she sort of leaving it a you're bit very out... careful yes. with her words, yeah. isn't she 
It was almost like a lawyer in hindsight. <laughs> in hindsight, it's almost like a lawyer read that over beforehand. Yeah, I mean, she could have left it sort of lying around that phone, and then Jamie picks it up and starts sort of leaking messages to the sun or something. Allegedly, of course, if you're listening, Jamie. Um, yeah. So yeah, that started today. This, though it's not like either of them need the money. Honor. I don't know. Maybe they do because I've seen their awful BT Sport advert. So if they have to do, if they're doing that, then they clearly need something. <laughs> I haven't seen that. Don't. Okay, I won't. <laughs> Imagine the worst acting you've ever seen. Okay. Double it, that's Jamie Vardy. Wow, okay. Fair enough. Yeah. Um, okay, right, other things we've got. So the EFL are now allowed to use five subs until the end of the season. Uh, apparently more... Which is ironically what Jamie Vardy's advert is about. Oh, is it? Uh... <laughs> Unlimited substitution. Oh, it's not that one where they approached Trent Alexander-Arnold in the car, is it? And yeah, uh, yes. Gareth oh. Bale on the golf course. Yes. And Trent Alexander-Arnold sends Gareth Bale a message. Why they'd be friends? Who knows? <laughs> yeah. Oh, I have seen that. That is terrible. Yeah. Um, so apparently, yeah, more Premier League managers are coming around to the way of thinking of uh, Jurgen Klopp, and I think it was Jose Mourinho, wasn't it? So apparently. David Moyes, Roy Hodgson and Brendan Rodgers um, are on board with um, wanting five substitutions. Uh, hell of a break, trust. <laughs> uh, Frank Lampard has hit out at the uh, early scheduling of the lunchtime game on Saturday, saying it's a, a lack of common sense in the Premier League scheduling. Um, where do we sit on this? Do we sit on this as uh, players need protecting or do we sit on this as clubs are quite happy to take the TV shilling? Uh, shut up and get on with it. You have to extend that to players are quite happy to take the TV shilling. Yeah. Um, and also, fans can't sit and complain about um, <clears throat> about the um, about pay per view games and and this sort of thing, and then complain when games are scheduled individually so that they're all on TV yeah. and there's no overlap. That means that there's only so many slots to put games in. Okay. So I don't think you can complain about all of those things and then be like, but they shouldn't be playing at midday on a Saturday. How about if we had a really late kickoff time on a Saturday? So instead of 12.30 lunchtime, we had 10 p.m. Like well, not Spanish. Yeah, like La Liga. No? <laughs> yeah, we're not... We're not, we're not Mediterranean, Chris. What's this all about? Well, it's bedtime. I mean, it's bedtime. <laughs> <laughs> it's sleepy well, you... time. That's dinner time. <laughs> well, at least, at least time to start thinking about cooking it, right? Exactly. Yeah. I couldn't be. I couldn't be Spanish. I was just. I'd just be tired by about six o'clock every night. I am tired anyway, but just be tired Why and want to. We have a nap in the afternoon, Chris. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but then surely you wake up all foggy for the rest of the day. No. No, I couldn't. Oh well, yeah, just roll with it. Yeah, I suppose. <laughs> um, yeah. So, are we starting? To Why get... don't we have a game at ten o'clock? Because think of the children, Chris. Won't someone please think of the children? <laughs> uh, Saturday night, they'll stay awake and watch that, won't they? Uh, what at ten? O- a game that kicks off at ten o'clock at night? Yes. I mean, there are any. St- One. St- when I was a kid, I used to struggle to stay up and watch match of the day which I wasn't even allowed to do but was trying to do in secret no, you did. And... did you stay awake to watch Eurotrash instead of match of the day that's on later than match of the day Chris what chance did I have <laughs> okay <laughs> um, two so I'm talking about how old 
the certain age, like you're, you've got like a eight year old kid who unfo- who's been brought up in the pits of Burnley and supports Burnley all his life. That poor kid, he's not. You, you, I know that <laughs> people in Burnley are probably gonna have some questionable parenting decisions, but are they really gonna let their kid stay up at until midnight? To watch the highlights of a nil-nil draw. <laughs> <Not even laughs> a live nil-nil draw. Okay, fair enough. Um, <laughs> to watch so, Burnley football, yeah. <laughs> so do we have any sympathy at all for what Lampard and the other managers are saying? Not about early kickoffs, no. How about the in, sort of intensity of... Or about the, the intensity of the games? Because apparently, uh, um, Baron Glendening, I think, said there were 99 injured players in the Premier League this weekend due to internationals and sort of intensity oh, of... international football, huh? So I'd be interested to know... I'd be interested to know lots of things, like... When you're just throwing... A, when you're throwing a number out there, one, what is the sort of average? Two, how many of those... How many of those of those 99 players are out just purely for COVID? Hmm. I mean... Unfortunately... Unfortunately, we can't... It's not... It's a meaningless stat without context, right? Okay. 99 um, injuries and COVID could be one. Exactly. <laughs> Look at you. Brat, brat. 2004, that would have been a good joke. <laughs> um, there, there obviously is a lot of, uh, like, there is a lot of football, right? But there's also a lot of football players and these they have squads and medical teams and... <sighs> So no, ins- I don't really feel that sorry for So me. instead of the early kickoff, would you be more sympathetic towards the five subs? I think five subs is a good idea. Yeah? Yeah. Uh, I don't, I, uh, Why do you have to think? I really like the five subs. Okay, I mean, so a lot of people are saying that five subs benefits the bigger teams with deeper squads. Rather than your Burnleys. What if, what if you're Barcelona and you don't have that bigger squad? That's true. You've got to call on Miralem Pjanic. Well, then you might want to hope that whoever you've got on the bench can do a job for 15 minutes. <laughs> yeah. It's better than playing somebody to death so they break their knees or pull their hamstrings or whatever. Well, it was um, Pep and Klopp who uh, complained about the sort of only three substitutes after the last, their sort of when they met two weeks ago for the international break. Um, but apparently, of the six substitutions both managers could have made uh, between them, they made three. But you both know that those two fucking nerds don't want to do this for the. It's the, also they can just be real tactical and clever and switch between playing a back three and a back five, and a. <laughs> they could just keep changing things all the time. It's got nothing to do with the well-being of their players. You think? Yeah. So you can play Ilkay Gundogan at fullback. It just gives them five opportunities to show off. <laughs> Okay. Uh, right. Uh, speaking of sort of ongoing coronavirus, um, sport has received a bailout in the United Kingdom uh, today. So uh, quite a few sports have received sort of financial amounts. Um, football has got twenty eight million pounds, which set in the context of uh, rugby union getting one hundred and thirty million pounds. Uh, horse racing has got forty million pounds, although by complete coincidence. Uh, Tory peer Dido Harding um, uh, sits on the board of uh, horse racing and Rose Patterson, wife of a Tory MP, uh, she's the chair of the entry race course. Uh, that's a complete coincidence as to why um, horse racing got such a huge amount of money. 
Um, Greyhound Racing got a million pounds. Cricket didn't get anything. No point. Um, Not summer. Next. (laughs) (laughs) It might be ongoing into next year. Pay is still only uh, paying. Okay, well, they haven't... They can give money then. Be a class thing in England. Uh, I think so. I mean, if they're giving amateur sports like rugby union 130 million pounds, then, uh, and I think um, rugby league only got in the mid 20s, so which is more of a working class game. So is that 28 million to go across the entire Premier League and football league? It is. No, it's nothing to do with the football league. Yeah, if you give me one second, I shall find the tweet. It's to do. It's to do with the below the football league. It's the national league. And the leagues below the National League and the and the okay. Women's Super League. Wow. <laughs> it's nice to see that women rank so highly. So, football, £28 million. So Three times as much as Greyhound Racing, if you want to know the exact number. <laughs> football League, £28 million. Or £28 million. So, the National League, which is uh, Tier 5 uh, and Tier 6, Emma, uh, gets £11 million. Uh, the National League steps 3 to 6, get £14 million, And the Women's Football gets £3 million. Rugby Union, £135 million. So that's not even a million for every team, is it? No. No, but these teams are are essentially like 25 people in a pretend subsidised bar, right? <laughs> I mean, Rugby Union is an amateur sport. Um, no, it's not. The women are professional, you know though. <laughs> they, you know they do are professional. The women are professional, though, right? Uh, the women are pressure the women's super league, yes. So three million. Basketball got four million, netball four million. Yeah, but the, see, the women don't need that much money because they don't have to expensive training facilities. That's why Liverpool don't let them train in their new place. Yes. Yeah. Save money. Yes, I remember reading about them. Yes. Well, probably retweeted by me because I'm equally as outraged. Cheaper. It's cheaper to not let them in. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You have to build ladies' toilets. <laughs> James Milner's got a door named after himself in there. Um, tennis, the Lawn Tennis Association got £5 million. Wow. So, yeah. Rugby, £135 million. Not, doesn't sound fair. Doesn't sound fair, does it? We're bearing in mind about 10 who Ray Henry's play rugby. And football is the national sport. Is Boris Johnson a rugby fan? He probably f- friends with lots of rugby fans who say rah, rah, and yes, sir, to the referee and things like that. Have you never watched the video of him playing rugby with some school children where yes. he absolutely annihilates that kid? <laughs> I haven't. Have you not? I think you I think you might have done ever. I think if you I think it was on the John Oliver segment about him. You need to Google Oh yeah, sorry, I just remembered. Yeah, he kind of like went headfirst into that small kid. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Uh, so how do we feel about this distribution of money then, Adam? That that look was. I'm not in charge. I really have nothing to say. Like Emma's an outsider looking they, in. They've essentially left. They've essentially left the professional game to take care of itself. Uh, yes. Um, which is a bit peculiar. Uh, Emma, well, because because the sums of money are eye watering. But you said yourself that that money doesn't last forever when there's no. Um, you said yourself oh, no, the no. money in the Premier League doesn't last forever. I'm not, for, for, for right or wrong, but I think it's quite difficult 
politically to justify a bailout of professional football. £135 million pounds for rugby union. Yeah. But they spent, so this whole package is £300 million, pounds, right? Mm-hmm. Which almost half goes to rugby union. Okay, but how much? Well, that's not half. Almost. Let's I said almost half. Rugby, let's get over the rugby union. I said right? almost half. Let's just... Um, £40 million for trotting about on horses. What was the number being quoted by the Premier League, by um, by Project Big Picture? Was it two? Was it two hundred and fifty million pounds? I can't remember. No, neither can I. But I feel that that, that feels like the, the right figure, right? Something like mm-hmm. that. So, I, and that was being considered not enough. So, like, I gen- when you're talking about something that would turn this into what would be a pro- getting close to a, probably close to a a billion dollar bailout to try and save clubs that are losing intentionally losing money it's really difficult politically to to pitch that well we spent 16 billion pounds on being able to shoot more people today exactly so we you've got something tangible for that <laughs> lols, whereas, bullets and lols <laughs> whereas whereas well I, I was trying to think of one player who played in the championship and I can't think of one which <laughs> Wayne Rooney whereas what we want to do is subsidise Wayne Rooney's salary yeah I guess so Emma as an outsider looking in how do you feel about this £135 million for rugby union uh, <laughs> it doesn't appear to be particularly fair no it doesn't very but well I, said I, I assume that somebody responsible would have um, not just picked those numbers out of thin air i as much as I was about to say, I'd like to think that. All yeah. of a sudden, just images of Boris Johnson, uh, of uh, of people who are in charge, and just some of the other things they've done in this country came streaming through my mind. But I, I was about to say something from that. You'd like to think that they're giving the sports the money that they need to be able to get by, because the worst thing they could do is give some money but not enough money right because that's just throwing good money after bad so they've really made sure that rugby union's going to be okay then is that you is that what you're suggesting they're doing rather than give it not enough they're giving it way more than enough to make I'm not sure saying they're okay. giving it way more than enough what i'm saying is that my guess is that and it is a guess <laughs> is that all of the sports are being given the amount of money that they need to survive mm-hmm and you've just got your bee in the bonnet because <laughs> this is a, this is some sort of odd personal gripe. I quite mainly, like mainly from the fact that you live in Cornwall, and I imagine it's quite it's relatively rugby country because as soon as you go past Bristol, that's where you end up. <laughs> yeah, it's very rugby centric. I quite like rugby. It's just a lot of the people that watch it and no, play you it. Don't. I that's do. No, lie. I like rugby. It's a lot of the people that watch it and play it. I have the problem with, and Nigel Owens as well. How could you not like Nigel Owens? Guys, he's like the grain pole of. No, he's not though, is he? He's the opposite of that. He's a referee, Emma, that tries to make it all about himself. He's a hero, Emma, is what he is. <laughs> okay. Um. Okay. A referee, only about only about five foot four, openly gay, fighting against the stereotypes in a sport like rugby. Chris is slagging him off. That actually kind of does sound like he's a hero. <laughs> 
he's, obs- he's obsessed by the fact that uh, the rules of being a referee. He's obsessed by the fact job. that people have to say sir to him. This is a sport this week that bans someone for sticking their finger up somebody else's bum in the scrum. I literally don't. I've never. Well, well that feels like it should be a ban. Yeah. <laughs> 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 head like that, Chris annoyed <laughs> that rules are followed. <laughs> Chris annoyed at ban given for <laughs> sexual assault. Uh, okay, right. So, uh, Marcus Rashford. As we move on. Um, um, in talking about people who we, who we should insist on calling sir, yes. we should start with Marcus Rashford. Oh, um, Ben Bradley, the MP that had beef with him the other week, uh, has asked um, in the House of Commons today, because today is International Men's Day, he's asked why there is no men's minister. Um, <laughs> what a prick. <laughs> exactly. Uh, okay, Marcus Rashford, here are the five houses. Um, the Mail on Sunday editor, Tim Verity, has written to The Guardian defending the article. Has anyone seen that on Media Watch this week on Football 365? No, because I've been busy. Um, basically, saying, it, does it have something to do with him buying houses? My, so the, the Mail on Sunday printed an article this week about Marcus Rashford spending £2 million on houses, um, on five houses. One of them was a semi-detached house, which maybe did wonder about house prices, whether he's getting value for money or not. Um, and They're investments, they're not... Yes, that's what that's what Marcus Rashford came out. Were they for his family? As yes, well. they were for his family. So, um, Ted Verity, the editor of the Mail on Sunday, who wrote the article, has come out and said that uh, Marcus Rashford's a hero. We weren't saying bad things about him. We were just talking about the fact he likes buying houses. Same as they did about Marcus Robbie Fowler ten so. years ago. That, 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 Go that's bullshit. Yourself. That's the most dog whistle baity kind of. thing thing that there's no excuse for that that's terrible that's like trying to hold up those two stories of the i can never remember the other one's name because um he didn't quote unquote make it but um you know the the um the other man city player who when would you compare to the two phil the phil foden story yeah that's like holding that story up. One of them was the the young black black player, and it was like hasn't even made an appearance. Buys this house, bling bling bling, show off, show off, show off. Hasn't earned it. And the other one was Phil Foden, lovable chap, buys mum two million pound house. That's like holding them up and saying, well, they're both about houses. <laughs> Exactly. Um, the FA has said it's going to maintain a quote-unquote clear and unwavering commitment to tackling dementia in the game after Nobby Styles' family said that older players were largely being forgotten. Um, this comes at a time when lawyers are bringing an action uh, to courts in the UK to see if there are governing bodies are doing enough to recognise dementia. Um, I think uh, quite a few people are saying the FA and the PFA are sticking their fingers in their ears quite deliberately and going la-la-la when it comes to um, when it comes to dementia. Uh, Jeff Hurst has joined the call this week for banning headers um, for children. This is right out of the NFL's playbook for ignoring CTE. I was just thinking that. <laughs> Don't know what you're on about. Never heard of it. CTE? What's that? That's not a thing. Prove it. Uh, And finally, 47-year-old Essam Al-Hadari has retired. Um, The Egyptian has played 159 times for his country in goal between 1996 and 2018, has won the AFCON four times. Very, very good goalkeeper. Um, That's news. Leagues, right, in Europe land. Uh, 
Spain, Real Sociedad are top, uh, Villarreal second and 18th, Atletico Madrid 17th, and Real Madrid 16th. Um, so the weekend, it is Cadiz versus Real Sociedad, Villarreal versus Real Madrid, and uh, Atletico Madrid versus Barcelona, which, who were on 11 points in 8th place, aren't they, Emma? I can't believe it's as high as that. Uh, Saturday night, 8 o'clock, isn't it? Uh, it'd be 8 o'clock for you, yeah. Oh, sorry, proper time, 8 o'clock, your time, 9 o'clock. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. You sound. That sounds like a, an Al Murray sketch. <laughs> Greenwich Mean Time. The Spanish don't sit down for lunch until we say it. <laughs> um, how do you feel about this this weekend? Well, um, I think Real Madrid might drop points because they've got quite a few injury concerns in defence. Because I think Varane got injured playing for France. Yeah. And, um, but from what I hear about his form, that might not be so much of a concern. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, there is that. And Ramos is definitely out. And I think they've got a couple out with positive COVID tests. Okay. Um, and Villarreal are a good team. They were second. Second, yeah. So. Um... Team in second, deemed good. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, I'm hot to believe. <laughs> That's what um, your neighbours say. Uh, <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> um, and how do you think um, you, you guys are going to get on? Have you got injuries or COVID or? Uh, yeah, we've got all that. All of that. All of that. <laughs> all of those things. All of that. Um, but more, more importantly, so I'd love to go. Yeah, they have do. They? Atletico Madrid have actually got quite a few positive COVID tests last time, but Luis Suarez has got it. He's definitely out. Um, anybody who... Uh, Torreira has got it as well. I think anybody who played for Uruguay <laughs> um, basically came back with it. Oh, no. This, this, Madrid players. this concerns me because they played Brazil. If, they, if they've done anything to poor Alan... <laughs> and Richarlison. But mainly poor Alan. <laughs> uh, yeah. It's going to be interesting. I think we'll probably... I will be happy if we get a draw. Does wow. Messi's... Seven games in and this is how this is how expectations fall. Do you remember when this she said it was a crisis when they were top? You know what it's like. I do remember when we were in crisis. <laughs> <laughs> what must this be? Armageddon or something. Um, up on crisis. <laughs> uh, Messi's body language and behaviour, not behaviour, but you know, the way he was talking this weekend, uh, sorry, this week at the airport, does that worry you for Saturday? No, he's been like that for about six months. Yeah. <laughs> okay. He looked happy when he was playing for Argentina, though, so there's that. Yeah. <laughs> uh, okay, in Italy, Milan are top on 17 points, two ahead of Sassuolo, then it's Napoli and Roma on 14 each. So it's Napoli versus Milan uh, at the weekend. Uh, Roma versus Parma and Hellas Verona versus Sassuolo. Uh, in Germany, it's Bayern in top on 18 points, two ahead of RB Leipzig. Uh, then Dortmund and Bayer Leverkusen on 15 points. So it's Armenia Byfield versus Bayern. Um, hang on. I've got Armenia Byfield versus Bayern and Bayern versus Werder Bremen. That could be a tough ask. Is one of them, is one of them Leverkusen? Uh, yes, one of them will be Leverkusen, but I'm not going to say which one because I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Frankfurt are playing RB Leipzig and Hertha Berlin are playing Dortmund. Uh, in France, um, PSG top on 24 points, then Lille and then Rennes on 18. Uh, Lille plays Lorient, uh, Rennes play Bordeaux, Monaco play PSG, and sadly Nice versus Marseille was already called off because of um, COVID in the Marseille camp. 
Uh, other games is uh, Spartak Moscow versus Dinamo Moscow in Russia. Turkey is uh, Besiktas uh, versus Istanbul Besiktasir. Besiktas down in 11th. And finally, in Greece, it's the Derby of Eternal Enemies. That is Olympiakos versus Panathinaikos. That sounds That's a great more... name for a derby. That sounds more fun than El Clasico, doesn't it? Do you think there'll be people allowed there, though? Uh, there were people in the Uzbekistan Premier League today. That's different from Greece, though. Well, it's all, yeah, that's what I say. It's, it's not all the same, Chris. <laughs> Very much not. All over there. Uh, right, and back over here uh, in Blighty, it is the Premier League back. Premier League is back, Adam, this weekend. Woo! Uh, Saturday, it is uh, BT Sport 12.30. Frank Lampard won't be happy because it's Newcastle versus uh, Chelsea in the Celestine Babiaro derby. Um, I'd really like him to be on the sideline and just sort of like everyone's... And when he knows it comes, just like really sort of over the top, just like trying try to like wipe the sleeping dust out <laughs> of his eyes. Got... Um, Turn up in his pajamas. Right? Even ch- the cargo trousers, right? And his Chelsea jammies. <laughs> yeah. um, little like some sort of like bunny or bear. <laughs> Christine bringing him some cocoa. Um. Newcastle at home versus Chelsea. Of the last six, they've won five, drawn one. Uh, and form-wise... Well, it makes sense. You don't have to take it when you wake up. Yeah. But just... Oh, morning I, coffee, I then. Yeah. Okay. It's the morning. Morning yeah. coffee, then. Um, Newcastle have won two of their last three at home. Uh, and Chelsea have won three, drawn three of their last six. Um, and in their last five games, they've scored three goals at least three times. So they're banging them in. And I think their sort of uh, leaky defence has stopped a bit as well. Um, who'd like a quiz sure you've, already, you've gone to the trouble of preparing one so Timo Werner can be the fourth German to score in three consecutive Premier League games who are the other three Jürgen Klinsmann Jürgen Klinsmann yeah Michael Ballack no uh, one is a Manchester City legend uh, but not anymore give us all keep telling us Okay. Man, Man City, le- no Man City legend, uh, but now a um, Bayern Munich legend. Oh, Leroy Sané. And the final one is Le- a- stretching legend a lot. There. <laughs> legend did a lot of heavy lifting. <laughs> final one is a Newcastle legend, but bigger Liverpool legend, part of the Istanbul miracle. Dima Haman. Diddy Haman, yeah. Um, how do you think this one's going to go? Newcastle do well at home versus Chelsea. Chelsea have done very well lately. Scoring lots of goals, no leaky defence. But they'll be tired. Chelsea will win. Chelsea will win, you reckon? Chelsea will probably win, but it wouldn't it it wouldn't shock me if a if Newcastle were sort of uh, managed to sneak a result. Well prepared, have spent probably haven't had as many uh, that many players on international duty. A, a bit uh, going to be like you say fresher, and have had spent some time together training and uh, um, and catch Chelsea cold because it's going to be early. They're not going to be re- their <laughs> circadian rhythms are not going to be ready to play football at such a such a ludicrous time. <laughs> and it probably will be cold. <laughs> yeah, grim up north. Uh, okay, so what are we going for? My head, my head says a boring Chelsea win. Yeah. Mm. My heart says that Callum Wilson's going to embarrass them. Emma? I think Chelsea going to win. 
Okay. Uh, three o'clock BT Sport is Aston Villa versus Brighton. Um, Aston Villa have uh, won Premier League games this season by three or more goals three times. Again, they're a team that likes scoring. And Jack Grealish has scored in his last four versus Brighton. However, uh, 12 of Brighton's last 15 points have been away from home. And some of those Jack Grealish goals were in the championship. Uh, I guess they would have been, yes. <laughs> Will he be tired, though, because he had to play for England? <laughs> he's going to be tired because he, he's apparently now carrying the weight of like, <laughs> the hopes of a nation on his shoulders. <laughs> he's also the new Gascoigne. Yeah. As is Mason so he's Mount. the new scapegoat, is he? Yeah, give it a few years. The team years. needs to be built around him. <laughs> Until we lose in next year's Euros, and then there'll be effigies hung of him off lampposts. Or until, he, until, or until, until he breaks a small bone in his foot in early March. <laughs> um, yeah, so Brighton do very well away from home. Aston Villa seem to know where the back of the net is more this season than they did last. I always want good things for Aston Villa, so... Why? Uh, it must be a Midland thing. See, normally I would say why, but they beat Liverpool 7... <laughs> they can have all the good things they want. They can have whatever they want. I also only want good things for Jack Grealish as well. I don't. Don't you? Don't you like him? No, there's something about his face that just makes me want to punch it. <laughs> Stab it with a knife. No, I'm at the punching stage. What's he doing stage. in Emma's kitchen? <laughs> <laughs> I'm just at the punching stage with him. Are you? Why? What's he doing? Mm. It's his face, Chris. I don't know what it is about him. <laughs> okay. He has a smug about it you can't I think that's what it is there's some sort of innate smugness there yeah. which is not entirely justified I don't see it he strikes you as the, he strikes me as the kind of guy the kind of person who's obviously always been very very good at football and can but also not just good at football but like I imagine that I imagine he's got a lot of tricks and techers in his locker and I imagine as a kid, he was just an unbearable twat to be at school with. When do you think the last time someone said no to Jack Grealish was? Uh, Gareth Southgate, when he was picking his England <laughs> squad about six months ago. Okay, apart from that, but in like day-to-day life. He strikes me as someone who would say the words, don't you know who I am? I really like him. I think he seems a nice lad as well. Really? Yeah, again, maybe that's the middle of the thing. Maybe that's because... But he does also look like someone who would use the word techers. <laughs> Unironically. Yeah. Some of us were using it ironically. I know you were. Don't worry. I don't think he was. <laughs> Go on then, this game then. How are we going? All good things for Aston Villa. Yeah. Okay. Um, I spent a, a lot of time on the Brighton train, but having looked at the league table, they've only picked up six points and haven't won in their last five games. I think so, it's the time you stepped off that train. <laughs> yeah, but which is normally when good things start happening for them. What well, you so, sort of hang off it rather than jump off? Well, I'm just going to say all good things Aston Villa as well. And secretly, if Brighton win, I've kind of double won. Okay. I can either predict the right result or I could be happy for Brighton. <laughs> uh, Spurs versus Manchester City, half past five on Saturday night on Sky, the Paul Walsh derby. Um, Spurs are unbeaten in their last seven and won their last three. Um, this is Pep versus Jose uh, 24th game between the two of them of which Mourinho has lost 10 more than any other manager I just need to check Jose's Instagram hang on <laughs> he has posted some interesting stuff recently has um, he? yeah you, you can tell us all about it in a second um, um, 
Go on. I reckon this game's going to be rubbish. Do you? Okay. Yeah. Why? Um, this strikes me as a game that both man- that both managers would have liked to have spent some time preparing for, so I reckon Jose Mourinho is just going to ruin it. Okay. Um, Harry Kane has gone... Well, so <laughs> his, his latest post is of him on a some gym equipment and the caption is just it's just poetry it's just him at the training ground isn't it yeah amazing week of football great emotions in the national team matches superb friendlies and total safety covid test results after matches being played randomers running on the pitch while team sessions are taking place and much more after another training session with only six players it's now time to take care of myself only six players you hear that there is him laying the groundwork for Operation Destroy Game. <laughs> um, Harry Kane has got 23 goal involvements in his last 14 games. So that's 13 goals and 10 assists. That's eight more than the next player uh, in the Premier League, which is Human Son. Is this They've sort of like... each other. Shocker, Harry Kane very good at football, or... <laughs> shocker, Harry Kane best player in the league? I don't... Uh, that's just... Shocker, uh, Spurs get lots of goals. Um, or, I mean, they, have had the benefit, they have had the benefit of playing Manchester United, so... <laughs> Fair enough. Uh, yeah, I'm going to go for a spoiler. This is this is a home game for um, Spurs. So, I, I, yeah, I'm going to go Spurs, spoiler, get a draw. Is that necessarily a spoiler, though? Yeah. Not necessarily, but in the manner he's going to do it, it will be. If you pay, <laughs> if you pay £25 a month for a TV subscription, it could be a spoiler. <laughs> We're going to see world records for meaningless midfielders playing. <laughs> um, okay, Saturday, 8 o'clock. If you don't want to watch Atletico Madrid versus uh, Barcelona, you can watch uh, Manchester United versus West Brom in the Brian Robson derby. See, I would argue that Saturday, 8 o'clock is already too late. I'm not really <laughs> interested in Premier League football at that point. Strictly so. Apparently. No, that's when you come. You have to come to the continental side. Exactly because that's what they know when they know what they're doing there. They're used to yeah. it. Yeah. Um, Manchester United at home so far this season have drawn one and lost three and conceded ten, uh, and they've had to come back and win. Uh, they've had to come from behind and win three times this season. So it's not very good for them, is it? Their home form. Manchester, any of their form, don't they? Don't, 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 any of their form, they've they won seven games away. They've not been so bad, but they're just their overall play has just been terrible. So that's just Man United are terrible. I think they've won their last seven away in the Premier League. Yeah, but against who, Chris? Everton. Everton. <laughs> <laughs> um, if games were only fifteen minutes long uh, this season, then West Brom have conceded none, and Manchester United would have conceded four. Well. Thank God that it's only <laughs> 90 minutes. I think that shows that Manchester United don't start games very well. Sure, that's what it shows. So, what Manchester we... United are terrible, okay. but West Brom are even worse. My question is, how many goals have Manchester United scored in that time? Because oh, they? they might they might have been winning all of those games because I can think of ones where they scored a penalty in the first minute. So. <laughs> But you think West Brom are going to be terrible, do you remember? Yeah, I don't think they're going to be good enough to get a result. No? Because every time I've seen them, they've been 
tragic. Oh, I wasn't listening properly. I was just concentrating on how bad Manchester and the Ice are. They'll they'll beat West Brom. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Okay, uh, Sunday, 12 o'clock noon, high noon on the BBC, Fulham versus Everton in the Thomas Rodzinski derby. Um, This is how you get over being terrible. You play Fulham. Well, 82% of (laughs) games played in this fixture have ended in a home win. That doesn't bode well for you. No, and I went to the the last one that was possible, I went to, and it was fucking dire. (laughs) Okay. Um... But and Fulham were terrible then as well. So why would you start telling me all these things, Chris? I was excited about football being back in events. <laughs> then all of a sudden, this. And um, then you come at me with a, a with a good stat for a change. <laughs> After conceding ten in their first three goals, uh, three games, Fulham have only conceded five in their last five, and Everton have lost their last three games. If we know that, yeah, okay. <laughs> Will um, Richarlison be back after? Aware. After a suspension. Are all your thuggish players now back after a suspension from the Liverpool game? Well, Richarlison's back, but Alan got him, has apparently got, got hurt. Uh, and what about... Um... Oh, maybe Richarlison's hurt as well. What's going on? What about James? Has he come back from Colombia okay? James is fine. Whatever's happened to his inflated testicle is, is over. Good. What about um... Luca Digne? Is he still suspended? Luca Digne was just suspended. Luca Digne played in the last game we lost <laughs> okay ah uh, so many <laughs> well how many games did we lose we lost to South- we lost to Newcastle we lost to Southampton mm-hmm. and Manchester United and then we lost to Manchester United so Luca Dinia didn't play so Luca Dinia's back okay Seamus and- Coleman's still injured yeah. Jerry's got to be fine right he must be fine Jerry's fine but apparently Jerry's Jerry's not Jerry's not the main man now Mason Hallgate's back Emma that's where that's the problem but, but- <laughs> so how do you think this is going to go? Andre Gomez is back. Ooh. Ooh. Put your lippy on and turn the telly on. If only you could see. <laughs> <laughs> um, how do you think this one's going to go then, uh, Adam? Well, I thought we were going to beat Fulham and then you've gone and brought the mood down. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> um, Emma, are you going to help him? I'll or... say it for you. They're definitely going to beat Fulham. <laughs> Fair enough. Right. Uh, two o'clock on Sky on Sunday is Sheffield United versus West Ham in the Carlos Tevez legal case derby. Um, Sheffield United have dropped winning points. Uh, six winning. Sheffield United have dropped six points from winning positions so far in the league. That's the most, and they've lost four out of their last five. Um, or more importantly, haven't won a game. Haven't won a game. Yeah, and uh, West Ham seem to be doing remarkably well this season. It's almost like they're having that difficult second season. Yes, which Chris Wilder got very upset by before the season started. Yeah, it turns out it was a thing. <laughs> uh, I think it's going to continue being a thing this weekend. Yeah, me too. Um, half past I four... agree. Yeah, you agree. Sorry, you nodded your head. Of course, the listeners can't see that. So <laughs> <laughs> you saying I agree is what you should have done. Uh, half past four on Sky is Leeds versus Arsenal. The George Graham derby. Both of them with the East teams have lost... Uh, three out of their last four. Patrick Bamford has got eight and nine in the Premier League, but only one at home so far this season. Um, and Leeds have conceded eight goals from set pieces so far this season. That's the most. I don't think Arsenal are much for set pieces, though. Arsenal, uh, you say that, have scored the most set pieces in the Premier League this season. Have they? Yes. I'm surprised um, by that. I hate to be this guy, but looking at the top goal scorer for the Premier League, Patrick Bamford only set, scored seven goals. I 
secret website. So he can't he be eight or nine in the Premier League. Listeners I suppose he could actually. He could. Guy. He likes being that guy. Maybe. <laughs> yeah, he does. He bloody loves it. <laughs> he could be. Like, he could be. He, could he has be played in the Premier right. League before. He scored in like his last game for Crystal Palace. <laughs> <laughs> secret website. Where are you? Leeds. 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 Right here we go. Is it seven from eight? Oh yeah, yeah. Seven from eight. Sorry, damn it. <laughs> there is a crime. Chris. Yeah, sorry. Seven from eight. Oh no, that's just tension building a thing. Um, right. Okay. So yeah, uh, Leeds's defence of that guy. Leeds Cock. don't have a defence. Yeah, is it Cock and Liam Cooper in central defence? Doesn't um, matter. It's irrelevant. What does it achieve? <laughs> yeah. Okay. Fair <laughs> enough. <laughs> uh, okay. Are we going for an Arsenal win? Are they going to stop the rot? Are they? No. I would never go for an Arsenal win because you never know when they're going to Arsenal. Um, and they've already Arsenaled. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> they Arsenaled all over the place before the international break. They really did. Can you see something like a three-all draw? No. I can see. I can see Liverpool, um, Leeds winning this game and it being painted as uh, Bielsa giving the young apprentice a footballing lesson. Okay, yeah. Footballology or something. Yeah. Yeah. Pep's master. It's the, this would be like Qui-Gon Jinn beating and uh, destroying <laughs> Anakin Skywalker. <laughs> you said you watched Menace. The Phantom Menace. Yeah, 15 years ago. <laughs> Who's Quang Jong-in? I thought you were talking about Karate Kid or something. Liam Neeson. Oh, okay. Right. Yes. Qui-Gon. Yes. I don't know his name. I remember Liam Neeson being in it. <laughs> I'm sure he wasn't called he Liam was, Neeson. He was, he was Obi-Wan's master. Okay. Yes, I remember that. I'm sure he wasn't called I'm Liam not... Neeson in the um, film, though. He might have been. Could have been. He was in the Chris Etchingham cut, just so we understood everything. <laughs> change all the... Double the actors' names into their actual names, just so Chris understands. <laughs> That's why I found Fresh Prince so easy to follow. <laughs> um, okay, so uh, quarter past seven on Sky on Sunday night is Leicester or oh, Liverpool versus Leicester in the Peggy Arpex said Derby. Um, all of Liverpool's defenders, uh, Jordan Henderson, Mo Salah, uh, and pretty much anybody else you can think of is not available for Liverpool. Um, That's a shame. That's what I thought so as well, yeah. Uh, Leicester have won their last three. Yeah, Liverpool have won two out of last three. So Liverpool's unbeaten run uh, of 63 home games. Um, The previous longest record was in the 70s. That was also ended by Leicester City. Can we see Jamie Vardy with his seven goals in 11 versus Liverpool uh, ending this run of 63 Premier League games? You mean a well-rested Jamie Vardy who hasn't had to go on... (laughs) had the... the... (laughs) Trials and traumas of international duty. Exactly, that same one. James Madison as well and Harvey Barnes. They're all well-rested, I imagine, aren't they? Nathaniel, um, Nathaniel Gray. All of these players just rested, just spent some time training. Brendan Rodgers drilling them into shape. Damari Gray and... Yeah. Yeah. Doesn't so sound good. Liverpool are going to win 4-0? <laughs> well, Liverpool have gone behind in each of the last three home games. I've just got an image of Brendan Rodgers just getting in the way of all of these good... We've just explained everything everything good that's going for Leicester. And I just feel that Brendan Rodgers won't be able to get out of his own way. Do you think Brendan Rodgers maybe doesn't get the credit he 
deserves now through what he's done last season. I mean, he nearly got Liverpool to win the Premier League. He's not very popular on Merseyside, but he nearly got Liverpool to win the Premier League. If you'd have spent to Leicester at the, end, at the start of last season, you'll finish fifth and get into the Europa League. They'd be very happy with that. They're currently top. The thing is, Brent, what Brendan Rodgers needs is um, is better PR. But the problem is that if Brendan Rodgers got PR, people would make fun of him for having a PR. PR yeah. <laughs> so Brendan Rodgers can't win. He's in an sort of ever decreasing circle. Jamie, get the guitar. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I I think you're right. I I do, but I think that. Sometimes people, I think the, there's the group of people, right, who maybe sneer ironically, and then you have people who listen to them sneering ironically and don't get the irony, so just sneer. Um, and I like to think that we're in the group sneering ironically, because I would actually quite like, but I think Brendan Rodgers would make an excellent England manager. Okay. What was that cartoon gulping noise for? <laughs> That's me trying to imagine him as England manager. No, you're probably not far wrong because he's the. He, he, I can imagine as England manager, you just concentrate on coaching pretty much, and I, he's a very good coach. You don't have to get yeah, involved just with the be like and, and have the fake jury up here. I can imagine him doing the short term sort of team spirit. He might great on you over six months, but for a week, short burst. Yeah, I suppose yeah. so. I guess so. And I think, that, and I think he's very uh, tactically aware. All right. How do you see this going then? I'm not. I refuse to. No. <laughs> okay. I'm not using the power. I'm not in jinx. I'm not going to. I refuse to be involved in any sort of jinxes or witches' curses. All right. We know how witches' curses work out on podcasts, don't we? Exactly. Uh, Emma. Fine. I'll get the monkey paw out, shall I? <laughs> Go on then. <laughs> It's the role um, that you play. <laughs> Apparently. Um, because I think all the signs are there for Leicester to win invariably means that they won't. <laughs> okay. Because that's not how 2020 works. Very But is it how November 2020 works? We've had a turn. We have had some good things, but I feel like we've had them all. Uh, they come in freeze today. Mm-hmm. Um... So I think Liverpool will probably win 2-1. And I hate myself. I just want you all to know that. <laughs> and Jamie Vardy's going to score the first of those three goals as well, isn't he? Yeah, and there'll the, be some sort of dodgy VAR penalty. Oh, we can talk about that, Chris. We can definitely talk about that. What? Liverpool and their influence. Oh, this is the fourth official. Mm-hmm. Well, the VAR official. As I, as I said, what's the point of winning the Premier League if you're not going to get influence? You know, like some sort of poverty club like Burnley. You know, we've, we've earned this right to choose our managers. You, and when you made that joke, you made a very good job by p- picking on Burnley because it meant that I refused to retaliate. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Always thinking. Um, <laughs> uh, it's dodgy though, right? Oh, it's not great, no. But I can, I, is this not what Fergie did for 20 years? Um, I'm not saying that, that. I don't think that makes it right. Yeah, yeah. Other clubs did bad shit. Doesn't mean it's an acceptable line for, for for this. And to be to to be clear, like I'm not even 100 percent sure that there's. Well, has there been anything anything sort of? They said official? it was for. They said it was for operational reasons. Oh. Yeah, yeah. So, but what, what I'm saying is, that as far as I'm, 
uh, to the best of my knowledge, I'm not even sure that like Liverpool have made like uh, an official complaint from like club level, right? I don't think so. But it's just fishy. Optics. They did though, Optics didn't they? don't look good. Did they, they, made they made the original complaint, I suppose. Home. So you could say that those two things go go together, but just the optics of this just seem very off. Yeah, no, I agree with you. It is not a great look. Um, again, not great publicity that Liverpool have had this week. Uh, so it's it doesn't look very good, does it? Um, speaking of things that don't look very good, Burnley versus Crystal Palace Monday night, <laughs> half past five on the Sky. <laughs> Uh, do we want to talk about this game or should we just move on to the last one? The Crystal Palace will win. Okay. Uh, Wolves versus Southampton, 8 o'clock Sky, Monday night, Dean Richards derby. Uh, Saints have won four out of five. Uh, Wolves have won three, drawn one. Wolves have got 13 clean sheets in 2020, which is the most of any Premier League team. Uh, although Che Adams have got three in his last four. Um, they're going to miss Danny Ings for a few weeks, so that is going to impact Southampton quite a lot, I imagine. I can see Wolves winning this. Well, Southampton could potentially, depending on how results earlier in the weekend go, could be playing to go top of the Premier League again. Yeah. So, let's not count, not count them out. Okay. I'll still count them out. I still reckon Wolves are going to. <laughs> okay. okay. Do they have much scoring power if you take out Dennings? Uh, James Ward-Prowse can take a mean free kick. Che Adams is on a hot streak of form. He's a good young player, Che Adams, but... He only scored one goal last season and he's on a bit of a streaky run now, so that might continue. Other than that, I don't think you've got a huge amount of other options, have you? Just don't give at away three kicks. At, at, what I would say is that at the moment, no. Um, and this was a point that I believe that you tried you tried to allude to podcasts maybe a month or so ago with the some sort of stat about percentage of goals scored by Danny Ings, something being something like sixty-four percent of Aaron Bright. Okay, yeah. Um and all those things are true all those things are true it is and I think that Southampton and Southampton fans are probably are and are rightfully to be concerned about that. But I suppose you have to say that you've got developing young players and um manager who seems to have a bit about him who might be able hopefully can manage around manage around the situation and you might come out the other side if you're a Southampton fan, the best you can hope for is you come out the other side better for it because you then have uh, a player in maybe in Che Adams, for example, who's then scoring goals as well, and you have a a dual threat or some, something to that kind. So um, it's something to watch out for for Southampton. It would definitely be a tick in the minus column if you were trying to pick the game. Um, I just refuse to get involved in the Wolves hype. Okay, Emma, it's all like... a hype machine. It's not real. Everything's hype. Emma, you like wolves, don't you? I do like wolves. You got caught I up in a hype, hype machine. What's it like in a hype like machine? Hype. Is it like a, being yeah. in a washing machine forever spinning round? Yeah, except with, you know, Jorge Mendes. <laughs> You're in a washing machine with Jorge Mendes. Is that what it feels like? Yeah. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> uh, that doesn't sound like a particularly pleasant place. Both of these teams. Yes. I do really like Southampton. I think Nice. <laughs> I think they're sweet. Yeah, I quite like them as well. I just think they're neat. <laughs> <laughs> I can see it being a draw. Okay. 
Yeah. Sorry to disappoint you there. No, but... that's fine. That's all right. That's uh, okay. That brings us to the end of our Premier League roundup, end of our podcast. Anyone got any other business? No. No. Okay. Right. So, uh, we're Man on the Post, part of the Man on the Post network. Um, Ali and Dave and Simon will be back on Sunday to review the games that we've been previewing. Um, if you want to follow us on Twitter, that's at Man of the Post. Uh, same for Instagram as well. Facebook, we're there. Uh, if you like me here, you can rate reviews on iTunes. You can download us from iTunes and Stitcher and Spotify and Acast. Uh, Adam, if they want to follow you, how do they do that? Uh, Adam SA101. Uh, Emma, they can't follow you, can they? No, but if they can tell me where I can get a PlayStation 5, then I will accept that. <laughs> Two PlayStation 5s. <laughs> <laughs> Where did they follow you, Chris? Uh, they can follow me at Seachigan77. Excellent. Right, guys, thank you very much. You're welcome. And no worries. Always remember to keep your man on the post.